The podcast you're about to hear is an all-Yankees pod with some picks at the end. Um, I'm all in. I, <laughs> I said a lot in this podcast, but I'm all in. I am locked, locked into Yankees baseball. This is the, I, I love this time of year, and I love when the Yankees are this good and in a pennant race. It's just, it, it makes me feel like a kid again, and, and I, I absolutely love that, and I hope that this podcast gives you uh, that same sort of feeling. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy this one. This should be played at high volume. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. John, just jumping right into this, diving into our Yankees, because that's what this entire podcast is going to be, because damn it, we need it, and I'm all in. I don't care about the Thursday night football game tonight, even though I'm sending, my pick will be out before that game, and by the time this podcast goes up, plus picks at the end of the pod, I went over that in the intro. Getting to the meat and potatoes, there are two key injuries that we know the significance of one of them, we don't know for the other, and that would be Luke Voigt and Joey Gallo, respectively. Voigt, we know, is going to be on the 10-day IL, which would mean the first day that he can come off is October 10th, happy birthday Vinny on October 10th. and that would mean the playoff baseball that Luke Voigt will play, if he plays any at all, will be in the ALCS. The Yankees will have to at least get to the championship series for Luke Voigt to play any playoff baseball, which it's also kind of funny because well, funny is a weird word. It's, it's ironic. It's weirdly ironic that Voigt played through a knee injury last year and now has – another knee injury that is going to keep him out for the second time in three years. Now, 2019, he was healthy and he was just left off the roster. This year, he's going to be hurt and left off the roster. That opens up a roster spot. And that leads me into the next injury, which is Joey Gallo. He is listed as day-to-day. Boone said, you know, we'll see how he feels again tomorrow. After last night's game, he is not in the lineup tonight. Stanton's playing left field, and Sanchez is DHing with Matigi behind the plate. What I would do, and they already made the roster move, they called up Albert Abreu with uh, the void injury. I would put Greg Allen on the playoff roster. What do you think about all that? I know that's a lot to to digest at the beginning of the podcast. A lot to digest, for sure. you're already munching on a Chipotle burrito, so you already have a lot of that, I guess. I was. I was. Not anymore. <laughs> um, so where do I start? Let me start with Voight, I guess, because it's unfortunate. And, like, it seems to be the common thread that we really just ultimately cannot shake, no matter 
a year because are you saying injuries are you just saying void and production injuries injuries not void and production because it's death taxes and injuries listen listen short in season or not you gotta remember in 60 games he hit the cover off the freaking ball has nothing to do with production it has to be the fact that just like guys that we need the most when we need them the most seem to slip through our fingers and it's not just Floyd it's Gallo too right because same thing that you said that let's say obviously Gallo's day-to-day but if let's say they have to put Gallo on the 10-day IL you got two guys two important very very important bats Gallo maybe even a little bit more important because he's a lefty and he's playing every day he's playing playing every day he's playing every day all agreed also that you take him out of the lineup too they got to make it to the ALCS, and it doesn't really look like that. The, the odds become kind of like thinner, right? I mean, first of all, we got to make it to the playoffs. I think right. that's got to be what we need to, which we're, I know we're going to talk about, but like I said, that that that's a given. But let's, I think we're talking like given they, they make it to the playoffs, they make it to the wild card, right? That in order for like them to play any kind of playoff baseball, they'd have to, the Yankees. Without them, would have to make it to the ALCS. Listen, I'm not saying they couldn't because 2017, hello. Right. Like 2018, hello. Well, right. Got the ALDS. We, Boston killed us. Uh, not 2018. Sorry, 2019. 2019 yes. 2019, hello. Right. So 2017, 2019. Right. Obviously, our motto the past God, gonna be five years seems to be four or five years is a. Uh, next man up, next man up, next man up, next man up, which obviously the next man up, in this case, let's say Gallo cannot play, is Greg Allen. Well, so, I, that's who I would pick. I, I know there's other people. I, I don't know why they picked Albert Breu. That's strange to me because. Out. Bullpen out, which. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But I'm just saying, but now let's say they say Gallo cannot play. You better call Greg Allen's ass up because. That brings up a conversation. Would you, would you do Greg Allen? Personally, I would. Or would you get a guy like Clint Frazier? I don't know. Who's forgotten because... about. Or would you put well, a Duhar on the roster, who's forgotten about? So there are guys and there are options. But for me and what Allen can do in a multitude of ways, he's the most important. He would become one of the most important players because of well, what he can do. And I agree. And I think Greg Allen might be the the underlying favorite. Like I said, unfortunately, like, yes, I agree. I think maybe Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier would be kind of a little bit forgotten about. And, like, especially, like, as a major fan of Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar, you know, it's kind of like, ugh, you feel bad. But at the same time, Greg Allen just might be the clearer choice in this situation for the fact that, Switch hitting, field outfielder, great, like pretty deep. I mean, I haven't seen too much of him, but like I know that like he can play the outfield pretty well, no? And he's got pretty solid speed, no? He's got that's the that's the biggest thing that he's got is he's got speed. And that's the reason why I would play him because not only would it give you an extra pinch runner if you want to play Gardner, but because of his ability to hit lefties a little bit better than Gardner, you can put him in center field and not have to put Judge 
in the position where he's playing center in a playoff game when we when we need him. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You don't want that. Um, not to say he couldn't do that, but, like, it's just not, like, why are we doing this? Like, why could we, you know, and I think, like I said, I, I hope there's a time and place where Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier get their, like, get, you know, get their due. Get their due, because they've earned it. They've earned it. I just don't, like, it just seems that, like, year after year, I don't know if necessarily the Yankees might be the answer, unless something radically changes in the next, you know, the next, like, couple years. Couple years? Uh, I'm saying a year, a year. Right. Uh, For me, this is, one, I feel horrible for Voight, and I think this is his. Oh, I agree. This is. It sucks. this is licking the elephant glue and handing him his pink slip. I, I I don't think he's coming back next year. I think based off of the production that Rizzo and the availability that Rizzo has given, I think he Which is, is like, the answer for the future. Yeah, and to be honest, and I agree, because but ultimately at the same time, at the same, like I, I agree with you also that it sucks because nothing would make me happier than this, watch this postseason and do this goal high offense idea, right? And have freaking right. loop at the leadoff spot and just hitting dingers, right? That you got like that wall of just power coming your way from the one to the, like the five spot. Yeah, it would be uh-huh. great. It would be. But, but sure time and time again, like a lot of Yankees, you can't stay on the field. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not throwing shit at anybody. A lot of people will say, oh, you're talking about Giancarlo. No, I'm not talking about Giancarlo. Check the it's tapes. Not... Check the receipts. Yeah, it's... I am a huge Giancarlo fan. Yeah, and... I am also a Giancarlo fan. I mean... Getting... Like... But seri- getting back to Voight, and we'll... We will... Uh... We'll go to break after this. Do you think that Voight sees the field as a Yankee in 2022? I don't know because it depends on Rizzo. Because now what happens, let's say the Yankees, obviously I think the the Yankees are going to want to go for Rizzo more than Voight. But well, what? They're playing them every – they're playing I know that, Voight. I know that, but they, had, they have to re-sign him. That's what it's all going to come down to. They have to be able to re-sign him. Now, if they re-sign Rizzo, I think we obviously know the answer. But if they somehow cannot re-sign Rizzo – then what? You got. That's why I think you can't tell Luke Voigt. All right, we're gonna go with Rizzo, and then like Rizzo tell him be like, hey, you know, honestly, I like this deal with uh, the go back to Chicago, or I like uh, like what if what if Rizzo pulls a a role this Chapman? Then you. That's why I would say, and the the trade market for Voigt will be higher in the off season before they re-sign Rizzo. I think the first move, if they do go that route, has to be Voight being traded, then coming to, to Rizzo and saying, hey, you can finish we got. your career here. You think you're a legend in Chicago. Just imagine if you win a ring here. Yeah, which I think I think is a sign of solidarity, too, unfortunately, that Voight just might be on the chopping block in this regard, that, like, as a, mo- as a thing of solidarity, of saying, listen, we believe in you. You're our guy. We got rid of Voight, not to say because we don't want him, but at the same time, we know we want you. Right. You are our guy. So, like, you got to be able to resign with us because 
if they went through all that trouble, right? They traded Voight, he's gone, and they did not re-sign Rizzo. Yikes, I don't want to know who the hell is going to play first. You know who I would be? You know who would be? DJ LeMahieu. You know who it would be? Honestly, who? probably. Well, they could also they, – they could do LeMahieu at first and put Geo back at third and then go put their ships all in for – for Corey Seager or for Correa or for one of the, the, the great shortstops, Simeon, one of the great shortstops that's coming out in the market, which I do think they're going to be in the market for a shortstop. Don't get me wrong. But I think if they don't, if, if the situation that you think that you say is going to play out and they, they trade Voight and they don't re-sign Rizzo, LeMahieu would, would, would shift over to the first. I think there would be a reunion and uh, our guy on Twitter now, Gary Sanchez resurgent bandwagon. I think Greg Bird would be in the plans. He played awesome with Colorado and AAA. He played awesome. <laughs> I think that the, the window would be open. The window would be open. And I know for a fact my father has just clicked off this podcast. My Chris dad, say, your dad has been like, your dad's like, Oh my God! And he said, "All right, he's, you're lucky you're not home. He's gonna come upstairs and beat your ass." So, what do you mean, Greg Bird? Uh, yeah, I am lucky that I'm in New Rochelle right now and not not ba- not in the the Great Four Five. But that no, that that window is open. I'll, that's all I'll say. That I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's closed. I'm not obviously the window's obviously open always. But like this ain't the Royal Rumble, man. Like this ain't like, oh, I can't wait for Greg Bird to come back, right? He pl- all I'll say is he played awesome with Colorado and AAA this year. But that's AAA, not the majors. He's done it before. He's all right, all right. major league pitching at the highest right. level. Like I said, I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna say no. But you, I'm also gonna tell. I'm also gonna say I think I'd rather have Luke Voigt over Greg Bird, and I think I would 100%, 100,000% have Anthony Rizzo over both, of, over both of them. So, yes, I would love to have Rizzo. I would 100,000% best case scenario. Best case Rizzo, scenario. But right. what I'm saying is I'd rather right now, I can't believe I'm saying this, I'd rather have Bird over, over Voight. Push comes to shove, I will trade Voight for pitching and re-sign Greg Bird. I maybe because of the left-handed bat, fine. But they obviously and the glove and the glove. He's healthy. He's actually healthy. True, but what I could also see maybe is like let's say they kept Voight, they could go for Seager and have an extra lefty on the shortstop end. I, I either way, I don't really know. I don't really think That's a this pod- is. It's a podcast for another day. Let's take a quick break. Back after this. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. All right, the first half we went over 
some injuries um, and potential off-season moves that, that could be made. Um, getting to the, the baseball that's actually going to be played. The game, as of recording this, is about to go off in about an hour. And there are four games left. One against Toronto, three against Tampa Bay. John and I will be in the building on Friday night, tomorrow night, for game one of Tampa and the Yanks. Cortez versus the undefeated TBD for the Rays. I just, I think we're going to win tonight. Something in my, there, there's, I have a feeling. I have an inkling. You have a gut. We're going to beat Robbie Ray, win two out of three, go into the, which will alleviate some pressure. The magic number would be two which would mean the Rays or the, the, the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Mariners would have to lose and we'd have to win one if we win tonight. Screw it. No, when we win tonight, the magic number would be two, which would mean a combination of a win and one of those three teams a loss. That's how we would get in. Then it would be boiled all the way down to playoffs, like where the game would be which is a whole nother conversation. Um, as again, as of recording, the standings are the Yankees are up in the wild card by one game over Boston. Seattle is a half game back and Toronto is a full game back of Boston. Boston's remaining schedule is one game against Baltimore, three against Washington and Toronto plays. I don't even remember. I, they play another terrible team. I that's think they not, might play Baltimore. That's not even right. Now I'm thinking about it. Yankees really got a tough ass schedule for the remainder of the season. Well, yeah, but all they have to do is win. I said this at the beginning of the Red Sox series. Every single game that they have left is a playoff game, and they should treat it as such. I agree. What's your feelings about tonight, about tonight's game um, and uh, the Tampa Bay series? Okay. Uh, tonight, I don't know. I got to be honest with you. Like, I'm optimistic, obviously, because, like, they've been playing – I mean, Giancarlo's been killing it. Like, the guys who are at one – like, with all the injuries aside, everything, you know, the mantra of next man up really hasn't gone away because of the fact that, like, Guys are pulling up numbers when they have to, right? We're putting, right. we're scoring runs. It's not like we're not. Last, even last night, hold on, let me take that back. Last night they were losing like four nothing, and they came back. Right? It was like six to five the final score. Right. So it's not like they can't score. They need to score. They need to capitalize. All that stuff. If I'm, I'm hoping they win tonight. I'm just saying I like. This is where the pessimist in me comes out. Where it's just like, all right, worst case scenario, what happens? Then what? Obviously, my optimistic side is saying we're going to win them tonight. But worst case scenario, right? Because it's Robbie Ray, and he's having a hell of a season. Then what? Like, what do we have to do? That puts all the pressure now on the Tampa series. Then we have to sweep the Tampa series, which nothing would make Tampa happier than then, to eliminate the Yanks from the playoffs. Yes, and that's what also what I was thinking. That like I was thinking to myself maybe part, of, maybe they would be want to rest. But part oh, of me, so they, 
They want because it's, because it's us. I feel like they're out for blood. Yes, but the other thing is too. I just don't think that that Tampa's mantra is, "Oh yeah, we'll take an easy." No, they've been on a mission this entire year to say, "You don't think we can do it again? We're we showing will. you we can do it again, and we're gonna stay here for a long time." The I, I, only level of baseball that did not win the championship for the Rays this year excluding the major league level because they haven't had the world series yet is the double a team every other level has gone to low a tampa or low a like florida ball has won won the one ring every single level except for the double a who finished second they lost in the yet, championship yeah and yet to be determined about the race right so they're they're for real. I don't know how many single times I have to say this. I, I've well, I'm, not saying I'm not saying they're I'm not saying they're not for real, but I was also thinking like would like they would be saving it to kill no. everybody else. I, no. I, was, I think what I've come to is the consensus is this. I think the kind of the fate of the season kind of lays in tonight's game. I do too. It's the biggest game of the year. And then tomorrow's that, the biggest game of the year. And then subsequently the next three games are the biggest, right. but you got to live to fight another day. That if they lose tonight, obviously nothing is set in stone, but uh, the nail might right. begin. The, 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 the Nationals could, could sweep the Red Sox. Which would, would be happen. hilarious. But we can't bank on that. No, because it's not you like have a, to win. Yes. You have to we, go. We guarantee. I mean, there are no guarantees, but the closest thing to a guarantee we're going to get is by winning. Right. And that's what I'm thinking. That obviously we're we're getting closer and closer, and I'm still going to enjoy the game tomorrow night. But I think everything is kind of lying in the balance of tonight. Oh, tomorrow. That said, I know before we kind of get into the predictions and stuff, I do want to take a moment to just address the fact that, like, regardless of what happens, from where the season started <laughs> to where they are now. Regardless of what happens, if they make the playoffs, if they don't make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, losing the wild card, make the playoffs, losing the DL, whatever they do here on out, because of what they've done at the trade deadline, I'm okay. I'm okay. Really? Yes, because the window in my eyes has been cracked open a little bit that we obviously have moves are going to be made regardless of what happens. Moves are going to be moves are going to be made for next year. So that, like, obviously, I want to make another run, right? Honestly, like, like no shit. Like, oh, I don't want the Yankees to make the playoffs this year. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that because they absolutely because they're showing that they're not going to just lay down and die. I can respect that, and I can I can I can swallow that, and that's a that's a pill I can swallow. That say like whatever happens, I'm okay, and like I know obviously I'm the minority. John, I think that's a good place to end. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go Yanks! I've, I'm locked in. I'm locked mm-hmm. in, baby. I'm not even watching a second of the Jacksonville Cincy game. I'm watching every single pitch uh, of tonight's game. Um, I, I, I'm. Playoff baseball is here, even though the regular season still got three games to go. Uh, things are happening outside. Um, They're getting ready. 
Somebody's late for the game at the police escort. Yeah, were you? You know, I pulled you over. Uh, no. I call you driving 105. Where are you going? Uh, the Yankee game. Say less. I got gotcha. you. Say no more. Um, John. Uh, now is the time to, uh, as the sirens now go into the distance. Tell people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can follow me at Cousin John Fifty Six, but like, as in terms of like things going on right now, I got a lot of things going on, but nothing so much that like I need to like announce right now. That's fine. I, not probably not for a while, just because life, man, life, life's going on. That's what's going on. <laughs> That seems to be things have to start shaking out for things outside of podcasting and doing that stuff. So, um, that is a massive hit life, man. Yeah. That's basically (laughs) how do I sum up everything that's been going on lately? Life, life. That's what's going on. All right, brother. I will text you throughout tonight. I cannot wait for tomorrow for us to go cheer on our team. I'm so ready. I'm ready. Uh, it's that crisp autumn air, man. <laughs> magic. The magic happens in the crisp autumn air. I, I can't wait, brother. I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. Peace. Really quickly getting into the locks of the week. We are six and seven, went two and two last week. Uh, and I like the board. Weird. I really like the board this week. Um, so diving into that, we're going to stick with Detroit because they they proved us good last week. My, my inkling on them was correct, and getting three at Chicago, we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Bears, so I like that defense well enough to, to stick within the three. Give me Carolina. Carolina, I went against them last week. And in Sam, we trust. I should know this. I'm a Jet fan. In Matt Rule, we trust. They will stay within the. They will. Uh, they they will stay within the four and a half. Maybe even win this game outright to go to four and zero. Oh. Baltimore. Even though Justin Tucker, thank you for keeping me in my survivor pool. Even though they didn't cover the spread last week, they're playing Denver, who has played just the the scum of the. <laughs> off the bottom of the boat in the NFL so far this year. Even if even though it's it's in Denver, give me Baltimore plus the one. I think they win this game outright by more than a point. Vegas, I know they didn't win last week, but give me them plus the four on Monday night. Going the opposite end of the spectrum. Usually I'm all on the Thursday game, but give me Vegas plus the four on Monday night. The only favorite of the week, uh, Miami. At, at home against Indianapolis, same sort of deal as uh, the, the Lion game. We don't know, really know who's playing quarterback for the Colts. And even if it is Carson Wentz, he's been garbage <laughs> so far this year. I like Brissett at home. Another full week to prepare. He looked really good in that uh, Vegas game. So... Them coming home, the, the Dolphins coming home, give me the fish, minus the two. So five games this week, hopefully we get over 500. Uh, Lions plus the three, Carolina plus the four and a half, Baltimore plus the one, Vegas on Monday night plus the four, 
and Miami at home minus the two, the locks of week four. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you see fit. Download the show, it means more than the show than you know. Um, got some stuff coming uh, on the blog. Working on a very, very big baseball piece. Very, very excited for uh, that to be finally out. Uh, around Wild Card Tuesday. Around Wild Card Tuesday. So this upcoming Tuesday, if you're listening to this, when this comes out. Um, so until then, have a good weekend. Hope the best for the Yankees. Let's go Yanks. Hopefully they make the playoffs and they're still playing by the time that we put out a podcast on Tuesday. And until uh, then, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace. <laughs>